0: question for all of us today. And um, you know, I told you we're going to be leaning into this, um, this uh, theme of prayer, but I, I hope you'll participate with this. Uh, how many of you honestly believe in the power of prayer? You can go ahead and raise your hand if you would, if you're so bold. Okay. Um, excellent. So how many of you that believe in the, in the power of prayer, even though you believe in the power of prayer, believe you, that you could pray maybe more consistently and with more faith? You can go ahead and raise your hand. I'm, I'm in that. <laughs> um, so it's interesting, right? And it's, it's funny to me, why is it that, that we as followers of Jesus, we know that we have access to go boldly before the throne of grace, um, that God hears our prayers and he's moved by our faith. And yet so often our prayer life can maybe be... Um, Inconsistent. It can be um, haphazard, if you want to use that word. And many times, often, it seems like, you know, from what I hear, and, and even in my own life, it can be faithless in so many ways. So, why do you think that is? Why do you think that happens in our prayer life? My theory is that there are, are a lot of us. Um, that even though we really do love and, and honor God, we really don't, maybe, maybe there's this feeling that we really don't feel like, well, I'm not a good intercessor. I'm not a good prayer myself. And, and or like we, we were talking about last weekend, if you are here, we haven't really fully accepted the revelation that God really loves us and he desires to spend time with us. And so, you know, maybe it's because some people around us, and you've seen them, they're really, really good at it. And when we're in a prayer time with them, well, we feel like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm not going to pray out loud after that. You know, we, we, we get a little prayer envy. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever been around, you know, someone that it almost feels like they're a professional Prayer, (laughs) and you know, meaning they're so good that it feels like God's probably going, "Wow, that is something right there," and and you know, it's almost like that there's this implied point system that's going on in our heads with their praying. Like you get maybe get more points if you use a Bible verse in your prayer, you're praying and God, we just ask you to come upon us and you say in your word in Isaiah chapter 54, I've got no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And you're, you're listening to this and you're thinking that person can pray. They just use the Bible and they prayed at the same time. And you know, or you, you get bonus points if you you know talk with maybe that authoritative voice, you know, because when you say not today, Satan, and you know, everybody's kind of in the room, you know, people go, mm, yeah, and your prayers out there. Get out of here in the name of Jesus, amen. And or wh- whatever. And then if somebody says, yes, Lord, you know, in your prayer, you know, ding ding-ding, more points, you know. And and so I'm just being facetious, but in all honesty, I've I've often felt like I fall short in prayer. First of all, I mean, I've I've <laughs> I've got to follow my my rock star parents. When I when I was young, uh, mom and dad, I, I just remember this about them. This is this is part of part of me growing up and part of what I remember. Mom and dad used to get up an hour before they did anything else to pray. Anybody else, you know, remember the "Could You Not Terry One Hour" by Larry Lee? You know that that was something that they were doing. They were doing that every morning, or at least most mornings, to my recollection. I would and I watched them doing that growing up. They hosted, my family hosted prayer times in our house where other people came to intercede. And so I I learned that, you know, through watching that. And I, I watched mom journal her prayers and she would write them out. And she told me many, 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 many times how she prayed prayers of favor and blessing over me every day. She told me, I knew it. So I, I grew up with praying parents, which was a good thing, not a bad thing. And, uh, but I have a lot to live up to, it feels like sometimes, right? And, and so sometimes intercessors, people who walk, and there are people who walk in that anointing and that, and that uh, gifting. Um, there are people that have the gift of, of intercession and it just comes natural. Sometimes it can be intimidating. And, and so you're like, hey, let's get together and you know, pray for an hour and you're like, Pff. Sometimes, let's be honest, for some of us, it's like five minutes is a, feels like accomplishment, right? For some of us. And, and so let's just get gut-level honest about prayer over the next few weeks, okay? There are times when we've maybe even come to the place where we're trying to do this and we love God and we want to uh, dip into our relationship with God and 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 learn to hear his voice and we're doing this and, and we find ourselves even in the place where I'm I'm kind of bored right now. I I I and and we get in that place where where you know first of all I mean uh, you're, you're thinking in the middle of it, God's probably even bored right now. I mean, what is happening? And maybe your prayer, your life, your, your conversation time with God, that's what it is. Your relationship time with God has fallen maybe into some kind of rut uh, or routine, and it kind of feels like that. It kind of just feels rote. And I think that could be a problem for a lot of us. And maybe at the root of it all, for some of us, the biggest problem could be that our prayers are not born out of relationship with God. That's what we were talking about last week. It's not born out of a relationship with him. It's, it's, instead, it's, it's, it's born out of a to-do list or something that I've got to accomplish or something that I've got to do. I mean, what if we stopped looking at prayer like it was at a task, like it was a, a discipline, and we started approaching it as an opportunity to grow our relationship deeper with our Father who loves us so, so much. That's what we were singing about this morning. He loves us so so much and he wants to spend time with us and so okay what if because we weren't seeing prayer in those ways that we are praying too safe and it just becomes you know kind of this thing that we do almost almost it becomes a habit but not in a good way a habit that you just kind of get through it you just kind of do it and and you're praying predictable You know what I mean by that? You just pray the same kind of prayer, and sometimes you don't even think about it. If you do that, you pray predictable, uh, mundane, um, rote, uh, safe prayers. And, you know, God bless this food. You're praying over your greasy hamburger and fries. I don't even know if he does that. I don't even, does he bless that stuff? (laughs) It's not very deep or relational, though, huh? And, as you know, bless this food. Is that the only time that we're praying? Um, you know, God, keep me safe today. Uh, be with me. Help me get a good parking spot, you know, as I go to the grocery store. Sometimes I wonder if, you know, the all-powerful Father God in heaven who wants a relationship with us looks at our prayers like that. And, you know, it's like, I love you, but that's almost an insult. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think, I don't think you would say that. But this, you're praying t- too safe. You're praying this, this mundane, rote stuff, talk to me. I want you to talk to me. I want you to converse with me. I want you to listen to my voice. And so anyhow, I'm, I'm very, very excited because this week we're jumping into the conversation about powerful prayers. Uh, because listen, following Jesus was never meant to be safe or mundane or routine, <laughs> And so, in our powerful prayer today that we're going to start with, and we're going to go through some, comes from the book of Acts, and it starts in the fourth chapter. And so, to give you some context, Peter and John were preaching with great faith um, on the death and the resurrection of Jesus, and they were praying for miracles. And there was this guy who was unable to walk for 40 years, and they prayed for him, and God miraculously heals this guy. And now he's able to walk. And the only problem is the Sadducees and and the captain of the temple guard and and some of the religious leaders thought that Peter and John were leading some kind of cultish movement. And so the leaders arrested Peter and John. They put them in prison. Um, They put them on trial the next day uh, before the Sanhedrin. And they would have surrounded them in a circle. And then they asked this question, by whose authority? By whose authority are you doing these things? You're doing these miracles Whose authority and whose name are you preaching this message? And then Peter responds. This is Acts chapter 4, verse 10. This is, he's crazy bold. This is what he says. You and everyone else in Israel should know, make no mistake, that it is by the power of the name of Jesus that the crippled man stands here today completely healed. You crucified Jesus Christ of Nazareth, but God raised him from the dead. Somebody say, that was bold. That was bold. bold. (laughs) Yeah, that was bold beyond measure. Uh, Because Peter's basically saying, uh, you killed him, but God raised him back. <laughs> and, and one of the reasons this was so bold is not just the fact, you know, that he's saying you killed him, but when Peter said God raised him from the dead, the Sadducees did not believe in any form of bodily resurrection. And so when Peter, what Peter was essentially doing was making kind of a it's kind of like a declaration of war here. You did this, God raised him back, and I'm declaring this is this is battleground. Because of this boldness, verse 13 says the council members were astonished as they witnessed the bold courage of Peter and John, especially when they discovered that they were just ordinary men. Who never had any religious training, and then they began to understand the effect Jesus had on them simply by by what? Spending time with Him. They walked in boldness and they walked in authority as a result of spending time with Him. Just spending time with Him. They were amazed. Blown away that these regular, unschooled, ordinary guys were so bold. The scripture is funny to me because the word in the Greek that's translated as ordinary is the the word idiotes. Think about it. (laughs) The word can be translated as unschooled, um, as ordinary, of no special value, or idiotes can be translated... Idiot, thank you. There was one person that was willing to say it. They were blown away and amazed at these idiots who, who had nothing special about them, but they were incredibly bold in their faith. So suddenly there's a little bit of a problem though. The religious leaders looking on, they've, they've, they've got a guy that couldn't walk, but now he can. So there's obviously been a miracle, um, but they're also afraid of Peter and John that this movement's gonna take over. So they've got to shut them down. And so they threaten them. Don't ever preach about Jesus. Stop doing miracles however you do them. Don't even talk about Jesus because we will arrest you. We will beat you. We will execute you. Don't talk about Jesus, or you will physically pay. (laughs) So, do you think Peter and John, you know, what do you what do you think they did um, when they could potentially not only be physically beaten and tortured but lose their lives? They did what maybe I would do in the situation. They prayed. They prayed. They got down on their knees. But let me tell you what these men did not pray. They did not pray, oh God. Keep us safe from these bad guys. They didn't say, "Don't let anything bad happen to us." God, all I want is a nice job with a good 401k. You know, I just want to be happily married and left alone. I just want to go to my little connect group and listen to some worship music, and I want to, you know, do a praise dance. Um, you know, when I get to church on Sunday morning, I just want to be comfortable. They didn't pray that. They didn't pray anything like that. But instead, they prayed with the threat of death hanging over their lives, a very dangerous and powerful prayer. Because again, following Jesus was never meant to be safe. And I want to show you the prayer that they prayed. And then we're going to pray this as a church this week, if you're willing. And who knows, you might even incorporate this into your prayer life. That's what I'm hoping throughout the years to come. Verse 29, they said this. Uh, uh, they said this uh, to God, so they're praying to Him. So listen, Lord, listen to their threats to harm us. In other words, we know that they plan to beat us and they, they plan to kill us. And and you know, um, and you know, if we talk about you, that's what they're going to do. Now, now, watch this dangerously powerful prayer. Empower us as your servants to speak the word of God freely and what courageously empower us, fill us up, give us strength to do this freely and with courage. Make us bold, God, make us bold. Give us an unshakable spiritual conviction that we have the courage and the faith to obey you no matter what the personal cost. Um, God, even though it may be you know, painful, uh, make me Give us courage. Empower us. Stretch out your hand of power through us. Read that again. Stretch out your hand of power through us to heal and to move in signs and wonders by your name. Holy Son, Jesus. (laughs) And all of the religious leaders, what does it say? Were amazed at their boldness. They were amazed that these idiotes (laughs) were so bold. Question for you How amazed, for those of you that are followers of Jesus, how amazed are people by your boldness? Uh, Think about it. On a scale of one to ten, one being the absolute lowest, up to ten being the highest, how amazed are are people at your boldness. Some of you, you might even be a little modest to say, oh, you know, probably a seven or eight, but the truth is you're like a nine or a 10 because everyone everywhere knows that you and knows, knows, knows where you stand with Jesus. Right? Sometimes you speak up publicly, other times, you know, you don't even have to uh, use your, your mouth. You just just your presence and your countenance and your character alone. You're carrying the glory of God so it shines bright wherever you go. It represents the goodness and the greatness of God, whatever room you walk into. And so everybody knows whether they agree or not. Well, you know, she's a follower of Jesus. I know, I mean, she talks about it. She talks about him, right? Or, you know, others of us, if you're really honest, you might say, yeah, I'm, I'm a believer, but, you know, I, I really don't talk about it that much. I'm probably more like a two, maybe a three. I, I'm on the lower end. You, you might be the one at work. You know, you've, you've been working with someone for maybe three or four years, and they say, oh my gosh, you're a Jesus follower? I, I had no idea. We've been working side by side, uh, and I just didn't know. You, you go to destiny? wow. In other words, if we really drill it down to what they're saying is, it's, it's I didn't see any real fruit. There's, there's, there's nothing in your life that ever gave us any evidence of your relationship. So how amazed are people by your boldness? And, and so this is not a competition. This is just a tool to get us to think this morning. Think about it this way. When, when you are head over heels in love with someone, you become bold about declaring that love, don't you? You become bold about declaring it. Deanna Deanna was a couple years ahead of me in high school and when she left, I mean, everybody in the school knew that my obsession was this girl that I couldn't stop talking about. And you know, in my free time, in my my study hour, I didn't use it to to do math, I used it to write love letters, (laughs) right? I'd be writing letters, I'd be preparing care packages, you know, for the weekend, I'd be on the phone with her when I could, right? And, and some of you know, and you've experienced that boldness um, in your own life. Some of you have wondered where your best friend went, you know, when they all of a sudden got into a relationship, right? You know, maybe, maybe you used to spend a lot of time together, uh, but now they've disappeared and are spending a lot of time with that other new person of interest, right? Um, so anyway, when I met Deanna... Um, I, in my sophomore year, eventually I, I asked her out and we started dating. And even uh, as young as I was and naive about all that a relationship entails, I knew right away, that, you know, she's the one. She's the one for me. And, and, and so all the love songs on the radio, you know, made sense. Life was amazing. All of my thoughts were kind of turned, you know, that direction. And I never want that to end, right? And so it was very natural for me, if you were hanging out with me, to talk about my relationship and my love for the woman that I love. And so I had no fear, no embarrassment, um, talking about the love of my life. If you knew me, you knew that I loved Deanna. So what about Jesus? What about Jesus? I, if I if, if followed him for, for all of, most of my life, I mean, as, as I said yes to Jesus as, a, as you know, grade school, my parents prayed for me ever since I was little. We hosted church in our house in Falkton when I was you know, that age, elementary age. Uh, if people know me as an adult person, do they know that I love Jesus? Is my language different, you know, is, is, is the way I treat people different? Do I ever talk about him with other people around? Am I selfless or am I self-centered? Um, you know, even though my personality and the way that God made me um, leans toward the introvert side uh, of the scale, do people know that I worship him? You know, do they, do they know that I'm actively involved and I love to serve in the church and to be a part of his work and to love people in this city? To see people come to know him, do I have that same kind of boldness? That's the question we're asking this morning. What about you? Is, is there no question about your faith? And, and the question for all of us, again, how amazed are people by your boldness? When, when they look at you, would they say, oh, undoubtedly, beyond a shadow of a doubt, uh, they are a follower of Jesus. Or would they say, ah, uh, really? <laughs> I didn't even know you were even leading that way, bro. Really? So I wanna look again. At this very bold prayer. And I want to encourage us to make this a part of our prayer life. And I want to show you what, what God did. And, and Peter and John prayed this in the middle of threats, remember, against their life. Some very real, very potentially painful, physical threats against their life. It says, so now, Lord, listen to the threats to harm us, empower us as your servants to speak the word of God freely and courageously. Stretch out your hand of power through us to heal and to move in signs and wonders by the name of your holy son, Jesus. As they prayed, somebody say, as they prayed. As they prayed, prayed, the earth shook Beneath them, causing the building they were in to tremble, each one of them was filled with the Holy Spirit, and they proclaimed the word of God. With what? With unrestrained boldness. Here's what I love. It was as they were praying. As they were praying, They were what? They were filled with Holy Spirit who empowers us, who gives us the strength, when we don't have it, right? He gives us the strength. He gives us the power. He gives us the words to say. He gives us the boldness. And they proclaimed the word of God boldly, boldly. As they prayed, they were filled with Holy Spirit and they proclaimed the word of God boldly. Let's stop for a second. As you may say, well, I'm not naturally a very bold person. I'm kind of more quiet. And that's, that's okay. God made you that way. That's okay if that's, if that's you. I'm a little bit more timid. I'm a little bit more reserved. I'm kind of the laid back type. I don't like to be very public with anything, let alone my faith. And so I want you to see this. From the biblical perspective. Boldness is not a personality trait. (laughs) Do you see that? Boldness is not a personality trait. When Holy Spirit fills you up, you can be naturally quiet and suddenly filled with spiritual courage and boldness. That is coming out as a result of Holy Spirit working through you. It is not personality trait. It is the work of the Holy Spirit. What I love about these guys is they prayed, Holy Spirit fills them up, and they proclaimed with boldness. The idiotes. (laughs) That's them. They didn't go back and and put in their AirPods and hit their favorite pump-up song, what are you doing? I'm working up my, my boldness for Jesus. They didn't do that. No, no, no. These guys—they prayed. Holy Spirit filled them up, and then they preached with boldness. That was it. That's it. And and can I say, you know, you you might want to think think this through before you do this, because you want to think of the end result, right? Be careful. If you pray this dangerously, this is a powerful prayer. This we're talking about powerful. This is a powerful prayer. Make me bold, Jesus. Make me bold, Father. You may just see, I you will see opportunities to be bold in ways that you've never seen before. You just wait and see. God loves to respond to the prayers of his sons and daughters. So remember, your platform gives you opportunities. And we just finished a whole series about not wasting the opportunities given to us, right? Maybe you've been asked to give a presentation, you know, at work about why you should do this deal. And and, and you know, invite Holy Spirit into that. Just invite him in. Do do you have to? No. But if you are praying the prayer, Father, make me bold. There's innumerable ways that Holy Spirit may prompt you to do just that, to make you bold. And it might be right in the middle of a presentation at (laughs) work. Yeah, we need it. Yes. And so, you know, what what are you doing? I'm, I'm praying with boldness. So, all of this, you, you might be in a conversation with somebody and suddenly you feel the urge to ask them, do you mind if I pray for you? And, and, and you may not even be comfortable praying out loud. That might not come natural to you, but the next thing you know you're calling heaven down right there in the restaurant. <laughs> and you know you're believing by faith for the power of God to touch this hurting person wherever you at that is right in front of you. And you might be in a meeting or at school and there's something, you know, that's grossly inappropriate and you just very lovingly and appropriately say, "No, let's not do that. We can do better than that. We can be better than that." And you might just be bold in that situation, and Holy Spirit empowers you to do that. You might just be bold when everybody else is gossiping about somebody and trash-talking them, um, and you just refuse to participate. You just walk away. Or even bolder, you say, look, this just isn't right. And you step in. And you might even be bold enough to say, you know what, I'm not gonna give into this. I mean, this, this thing might be your thing, but I'm gonna go a different way. So if anybody else wants to come with me, let's go. You know, I don't know, but that's, that's boldness. That's really, really bold. You, you might see someone that's hurting and say, hi, I'm gonna bring you to church this week. Uh, I, I, I'm not just inviting you, but I'm gonna bring you. I'm gonna stop by your, there's a difference between inviting and bringing, by the way, some of you, you've been kind of inviting, but now maybe you're filled with boldness and you start to bring, you know, what? Guess what? Let's go. This weekend, where we are going to go? I'm going to pick you up. 9.30, I'll be at your house. There's so many different ways that God might manifest himself through the power of the Holy Spirit when you have the courage to pray, Lord, make me bold. What would happen if every day we just, even just this week, you set an alarm on your phone some of us live by that thing, so why, not, why don't we use it to remind us to pray, right? Before you go to class, before you go to work, before you go to wherever uh, and whatever you do, you took uh, just a few moments and just said, God, make me bold today. Make me bold today. May I have the faith to believe that you'll show up and do what only you can do. Make me bold. Make me bold. Peter and John, in the midst of very real potential persecution, kept on preaching Jesus. They kept on watching God do miracles. People continued to get saved. And the high priest and the religious leader said, we're going to stop you. Verse 18, chapter, uh, Acts chapter 5 says this, they had, they had the apostles arrested. They placed them in chains. They thrown them in jail. But during the night, the Lord sent an angel who appeared before them. He supernaturally opened their prison doors and brought the apostles outside. Go The angel told them, stand in the temple courts and preach the words that bring life. So if you're daring enough to pray a powerful, faith-filled prayer, God, Father God, make me bold. Let me just show you just three things, three attributes of boldness that I believe you're going to see. The first one maybe is not fun, but it's true. And it's just something to think about, just something to be aware of. Number one, boldness triggers opposition. Peter and John... They continued to preach boldly that Jesus is risen from the dead. And verse 18 says that they were arrested. They were placed in chains. They were thrown in jail. This is the second time that week that they've been put in jail. A lot of times when people say, oh, my Lord, you know, I'm going to try to live for Jesus. And, you know, things just aren't going well. They're not going the way that I would like them to be. So listen, serving Jesus is not a formula for everything going perfectly in your life. Uh, When you serve him faithfully, there's oftentimes opposition that tries to raise its ugly face. So hear me, especially if you pray, make me bold. Holy Spirit will come upon you and fill you up and you'll find yourself standing up for the power and the name of Jesus in ways that you've never imagined. And here's the deal. It will not always go well for you. And people will laugh. They will talk behind your back. You may not get invited to all the parties. You know, you might get passed over for promotion. People may not let their kids hang out with your kids. Uh, there is spiritual opposition. It's a part of praying for boldness, but just remember this. Remember this. Whose name is above every other name? Jesus' name is above every other name, and it's a dangerous and powerful prayer. It really is. Lord, make me bold. And when you step out in boldness, the enemy wants to try and respond. So don't let that stop you or slow you down. Just be aware that it might happen. And just remember, the name above every name, Jesus, is the one that you're walking with. Okay, number two, let's, get, let's keep on going to the good stuff. Number two is really exciting. Boldness often releases God's miracles, That's why I want to pray, God, make me bold. In other words, when you live with bold faith, you'll often see the hand of God move miraculously in and around you. I want to see it. I want to see this. In verse 19, Acts 5, Peter and John, they're in prison the second time. Luke is reporting on this, and this is what he says. And the way he says it just kind of makes me laugh. He, he says, you know, during the night, the Lord sent an angel who appeared before them. He supernaturally opened the prison doors and brought the apostles outside. No exclamation point. <laughs> no, oh my gosh, you know, you're not gonna believe what happened next. You know, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. It's not, hey, hey, listen to this. It's, they, they, they were in jail, an angel showed up. <laughs> 10 feet, eyes blazing, you know, fire, a sword the size of a small car. Nope, none of that doesn't say any of that. It just says an angel showed up. Listen, if an angel showed up behind me, I'm going to try to get the photo, (laughs) you know, know, because I'm putting it on my socials, hashtag angel wings, right? I mean, an angel shows up, I'm talking about it. This is amazing. Probably not though, because what in scripture it says, every time, every instance in scripture, people go flat on their knees, (laughs) right? They say, fear not. But Luke, he just says, you know what? They're they're praying, they're preaching, they're, they're in prison, and the angel of the Lord shows up and he opens their prison doors. You know what that says to me? In other words, when you're walking in obedience to God, when you're walking with him, you are not surprised when the miracles of God happen. When you're walking with him, it's, it's, it's just the, the supernatural becomes natural. He shows up, he's faithful. And so when you start praying, Father, make me bold, and then you are bold, And suddenly you see the power of God in your life in ways that you've never seen before. You may pray out loud for the first time and you didn't even know how to pray. And and you're nervous. And suddenly you're praying with faith and boldness and you're like, this prayer is coming from somewhere else. (laughs) I don't understand it because it is. Someone might ask you about a verse and you're trying to share your faith with them and they ask you a question and you don't know what to say. I don't know that. But suddenly a verse of scripture pops into your head. (laughs) And it seems to come out of nowhere, and you're like, Where did that come from? You won't be surprised by the miracles of God when you're walking with Him. Bold obedience often triggers the faithfulness and miraculous power of God. So, Lord, make me bold. Make me bold. The third thing I hope you'll know is this, that no matter what, boldness requires faith. It always requires faith. You pray, Lord, make me bold, and I promise you this week, you're gonna get to live by faith. (laughs) And maybe a way you haven't in a long time. The angel says this to, to Peter and John. He opens up the prison doors and he says, go, the angel told them, stand in the temple courts and preach the words that bring life. So early that morning, they entered the temple courts and they taught the people. What did the angel say? He said, go, essentially, Go do the same thing that got you arrested. (laughs) Go do that. It got you arrested twice, not only once. Keep doing that thing. That thing that might get you killed, I want you to do that. Go do that thing. It's it's almost always going to take faith. Make me bold. So watch as Holy Spirit then prompts you to do something that takes a little bit of faith. I was on the phone with Tiffany Mares uh, this week with Via Love International. She's getting ready in April. She's going to be up here and speak to us face-to-face. I can't wait for that. And we're already working on a trip that we're going to do together, partnering with her um, in the coming year. So excited, so excited. Um, and so we, we were catching up as I was talking with her about a group trip, um, you know, that, that we're planning. And so it brought to mind my trip to Honduras with some of, the uh, discipleship the leadership students a few years back, and it was some young a group of young adults that I, I absolutely love that I got to go down with with Tiffany and her mom so talk about being bold and walking in faith i mean tiffany there 's a reason I call her a spiritual gangster <laughs> there 's a reason and she and you, you wouldn 't know it to look at her you wouldn 't know it when she comes here and meets you she 's the sweetest, but um, she had us walking through hospitals loving on and praying for the sickest of the sick for God to heal them and you know talk about you know you know being in a situation where you want your faith to rise up right that can be a scary thing for a lot of us and it was a scary thing for even for even me for me it was scary and you're walking in but do you know what happened you know by the time we were done i was fired up and i was ready for the next hospital because i started walking in faith it's like who else can i pray for And that boldness came, that Holy Spirit's power uh, came on me and empowered me and made me something that I was not when I walked through the doors to begin with. And so it was taking a step of faith. Or how about entering a prison to hold a worship service and to share the love of Jesus in Honduras. This is the murder capital of the world, by the way. It was a prison system where just recently, uh, she had told us the story, the prisoners had by force taken over control of this whole side of a cell block. <laughs> and so, you know, but you know, it's good now. We'll be good, we'll be good, <laughs> right? So that takes a step of faith. That'll probably be some of the sweetest worship the sweetest sound of worship that my ears have ever heard when I walked into that prison cell and was able to experience that. It was amazing. And, or what about the time that we were invited? This is my favorite story to tell, probably the experience of my life, um, where we were invited into the drug cartel-ran neighborhood by the drug cartel bosses. <laughs> to hold a worship service in their alley streets, going through several layers of their thug uh, security and their street blockades to get there, and you know this—it was one of the best nights ever. And I, I saw—I got to, i got to witness. These, these young people that we were with just dancing. I mean, before we even, before the service even started, I mean, we walked through the last layer of security and I, I, I had to grab my camera to catch the moment because they just went running to the front to dance before God. And God used that time to minister to, to young girls who had been in the sex Uh, trafficking uh, mess. They used it to to minister. You should have seen the moms and dads, the mob bosses, the, the, the drug lords of this capital city of Honduras, crying, looking up to the heavens and saying, thank you God for sending these people into our alley to minister to our sons and daughters. And there was a freedom there in worship that was unmatched did it require a level of faith? <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah. And I was I was moved beyond description at what God did that night, because you just never know what God might set into motion through a single act of obedience. You never know what might happen when you pray, God, make me bold. But later on that day, you're standing up for the name of Jesus and raising his banner high or you step in when everybody else stepped out or you show a generous expression of love in a way that you might not have felt comfortable with otherwise and you may not have you may not see it in the moment but you never know what God might set into motion so how amazed are people by your boldness if you know Jesus and if you've been forgiven like I've been forgiven you will probably have something in you that wants to be bold. You want, you want to let your light shine, right? And you don't care. I hope we get to the place where we, we pray this prayer and we don't care if we face opposition because you want others to know the freedom and the grace that is available through God's son, Jesus. What would happen if you pray, Father, make me bold? What would he do in you and what would God do through you it's a powerful prayer. Father, make me bold. Before we close, is it okay if I if I just share a little bit what God was speaking specifically about destiny um, during our time of fasting in January? Um, I, I'll wrap it up quickly. But I, I hope when you pray, it's a practice for you to listen. Holy Spirit loves to guide and to direct. And Father loves to share his heart with his children. So for me personally, God was speaking some things um, that were really good and helpful for me that I'm holding on to. And then he also was stirring up some things in our heart and I believe that are for destiny. And so here's, here's the things that I wrote down. And it's not a surprise that he kept on taking me back to Ephesians uh, chapter five, sixteen. Take full advantage of every day as you spend your life for his purposes. We just finished that whole series talking about not wasting our opportunities that he gives us. That's kind of a blanket prayer for me over this year. We don't wanna waste any opportunities. And so, especially, you know, even as a church. And so then God kind of brought me back to this prophetic word um, from one of our founding pastors. I love Pastor Tana. I so love and appreciate yeah. her. And she, she gave um, this at our birthday party back in 2019. And I think this is just, just so relevant to just right now. So let me read it. This is what she said. She said, destiny, I delight in you. I created you to be like a bird with large wings so that you could soar into realms of freedom, taking the multitudes with you. Yes, I gave this house wings to fly. Because of my great love and compassion for you, I have allowed many of you a season that is now coming to an end. And I have quietly stood by and watched as some of you have folded up your wings only to carry them on your back like a heavy load. When you come together, you look around from this ground level perspective and you only have eyes to see who isn't here and what is no longer happening. You remember how it used to be. Hear me, Destiny. Because of my great love and compassion for you, today this changes. This house shall spread her wings again, only to find out that what she thought was broken, bruised, and bound up is even stronger than before. You shall take your little bird-like leap of faith and experience the winds of my spirit raising you up. Can you feel the updraft, destiny? You shall soar higher than you ever thought possible. And from this place, you will find yourself looking around and seeing all the new faces that I've already brought into your midst as a foretaste of all those yet to come. You will find yourself being transparent with people you never thought you would even like, let alone trust. You will feel new fire and see new life in those places that you thought were dead. Destiny, I gave you wings to soar and the time is now. There are spaces and places in my kingdom that have not yet been occupied, but my spirit is carrying you there even now. You are entering in a season where you shall come to experience and understand rhythms and strategies that will take you into spiritual and natural places that have been hidden and locked up. Until now. This is the time. We will not just catch fish, but together we will capture the hearts of regions and nations. This will not happen by hard work alone. It will happen through a people with a heavenly-minded mindset and perspective. It will happen by the power of the Holy Spirit being released through a sowing church who has found her rest in me, through a worshiping church who has embraced my ways and through a hungry church who desires my presence more than life itself. Yes, seated with me in heavenly places, you will see farther and wider and your heart shall overflow with my love and I will show you other birds with broken and bruised wings that are walking, not flying as they were destined under their own heavy load. You will be a body that reaches out to restore and release them into the freedom that you know. Destiny lack will not hold you back. You will buy and you will build. Builders will raise up other builders. You will plant. Great planters will raise up other great planters and you will write and release and you will create and will call forth like a bright beacon of light. I am setting you high into the sky to light up dark places. The very community and the world around you will experience transformation because of how high you soar and how brightly you shine. To the increase of my kingdom, there shall be no end. You are mine, destiny, and I'm ready for this phase of my plan to unfold. It's time to let my joy heal and strengthen you. Destiny, spread those wings. Look up and leap because it is time to soar. Amen. Yeah. And then Holy Spirit just specifically kind of honed in on these six areas for us this year, I believe as a church. And I put them at the bottom of your notes. And I believe uh, there's just a stirring in the atmosphere that we're going to experience as we kind of keep on moving together. And we and and especially I think even as we pray, as we lean into this time where we're, you know, we just we finished in January time of praying and fasting. And and you know, as we come closer in and hearing God's voice and, and, and our relationship with him. The, the natural thing to happen is for his presence to be felt, to be experienced when we get together because we're walking into the room and we've got a relationship with God and we're carrying the glory with us. And so when we gather together, there's a felt presence. He's, he's here. He's always here. There, but a felt presence, a stirring in the atmosphere. And we'll be able to say, look, do you, do you just sense that? You know, people time and time again, over and over and over and over again. I hear new people say when they walk into the building, there's this something I felt when I walked in this room. There's something that's different. I just, I just want to crank that up a few notches so that there's just no doubt that the presence of God is in this place. Yes, we know that he's in here, but just a felt experience, a presence, that he would radiate, that he would shine, that he would just, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Number two, this seems like a funny thing for me to write down here, but it's been stirring in our heart. We've been talking about this as a staff for a while and I'm so excited. We've been talking about, you know, even in the the nonprofit world, Just if you wanna talk about churches, yes. The two things that people, new people, when they walk into a building, clean bathrooms and how they're welcomed. And we've been praying for and stirring for a welcome team to be developed. And I've asked some of our ordained pastors in the room to step up, and they're saying yes. And so I, just, I believe that's going to be something that's just going to touch and reach people in a whole bunch of new and exciting ways. There's a reason that we put that welcome area in there. And I believe we're gonna see even more fruit from that as we step into that and we see that team grow. And maybe some of you will be stepping into that as that develops again. And here's the third thing. I mean, we're talking about it for the next three to four weeks. So I hope you know this. Intercession is integral. We need people who are praying. i, I got to tell you, there's a, there's a text I got this week from I, I won't say her name, but she just said, "I'm jumping in on, on we've got a new prayer time, by the way, Thursdays, uh, Thursday afternoons four o'clock, 4:30? 4: And so we, we, somebody was invited to that, and she just texted me just to tell me how excited she was for that, And I told her, I said, "We've been praying for intercessors." I said, you're the answer to prayer. And man, she just lit up. She said, that gives me so much life. You don't know. I love to pray. And so we're, we're praying for that spirit of intercession just to rise up and for, for prayers, for people that know to, how to pray prayers. I said, Lord, make me bold. <laughs> yes. Yes. This morning we just met hmm Wow, come on, wow, come on, wow, I didn't even know about that, okay, 9.30, (laughs) if you want to come and pray over the service, 9.30, the doors are going to be open, they're meeting over here in the youth room, that's so beautiful, I love it, I love it. God is doing stuff and I don't even know about it. (laughs) Okay, The, the outreach and missional impact. This has always been a part of Destiny's Heartbeat. And, you know, uh, I, I, I've been talking with our staff and our team um, about this for a while, Deanna and I have, and um, one of the things that we were even challenging the, the council with is, you know, we would love to see, you know, we, 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 we have our time of giving every single week and God does above and beyond what we can ask for, but we would love to see our resources go so much further than they are now. We would love to just get to the place where we're able to give away so much more uh, that comes through, you know, know just above and beyond just turning the lights on and electricity and all that stuff but to the mission field and that's our heartbeat and that's what we're praying for and all of a sudden you know God's setting up this thing where you know we're, we're working with Pastor John over at uh, um, uh, the, the movement church over there I call it the Chuck e. Cheese Church that's how I remember where it is where Chuck e. Cheese used to be and renewal thank you Pastor John Feist and he is on fire for god man he's he 's about as pentecostal as anybody I know in town yeah. and and he he's you know we're, we're getting to partner with what god 's doing there partner with the police department, drop all these eggs and and, and, and Pastor Patricia 's going to speak and share her heart um, before they go on the egg hunt i'm just i 'm just that's so crazy. We're getting to, 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 to give our resources to Hope Center and bless them. We've got another time. Uh, this is all just happening in the next month. We're going to give away uh, box dinners for, for Easter, just like we do for Thanksgiving. We've got 24 of them already lined up. I mean, there's so many opportunities. The international students that's happening in a couple of weeks. I mean, it's already happening. We've got a missions trip that's getting planned, you know, d- just down the road. God is opening up the doors for this church to go outside of these doors and touch this city and this community and we've been just wanting to see that and wanting to see that I'm so excited. So the, you know the, there's a principle of of sowing and planting. Uh, and, and so you sow the seeds and there's you know there's something that comes from it. And I just believe the more that we give You know, we we could spend our time focusing on on praying, you know, for finances. We've been kind of in a rough spot the last couple years. But here's how I think God directed me to pray, that we would be able to give more away so that he would be able to bless us to give more away. (laughs) That's where I see him leading us. And so that's how I'm praying. How about this doubling down on discipleship? And I'm not not talking about programming, but spirit-led building and leading, you know, relationship on relationship sending out you know just one on one getting together learning to grow with each other carrying each other's burdens and and growing up strong Foundation believers who love Jesus and and are not self-centered, but are, uh, you know, others focused. They wanna love God and love Jesus with all their their life. And I just believe it's, I I, I don't think it's a program. I think it's us just being willing to say, you know, I'm gonna sow into that young man who I see that God's directing me to. So Lord, make me bold to go start this relationship where you want me to go have coffee with him once a week or every other week so we can uh, grow together. And it doesn't have to look formal. It just, it just means we're coming together and I want to raise that young man up to see what his God potential is for this time and this, this this season right now. And so doubling down on discipleship. And then this last one, planting with purpose. How many of you know that destiny is a planting church? It's one of our core values. It's one of the things that, you know, Pastor Brent and Tana, they would Stomp their hand on the table when when they were talking about it. We we want to be a planting church, and there's been a a, a stirring in my heart even since uh, you know Deanna and I's heart even since we got here to to do something and touch our campus. You know there, the any town that has. Um, uh, uh, college students, that, that's a mission field right there. And I don't know how that's gonna happen. We've got ISI that's already started. We've, we've got, we've, you know, I wanna get, I, I'm believing for God to do something and move on our college campuses. And I'm, I'm really praying for that, you know, those leaders to rise up. And you know, another place that I think is just, just just a mission field that is waiting, and, and, and I live there, I live in Boxelder, so I prayer walk the neighborhood. When I go for, for walks, you know, I'm praying. I, and, and so I guess this is probably a seed that's coming from that. But we have, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of people that are going to be moving into Box Elder, you know, with, when the B, B-1 bomber coming in. Um, I believe that, you know, we as a church need to lean in and pray for the right person, the right people to plant a church in Box Elder. Woo-hoo! Don't, don't you? I mean, it's what an opportunity! I, I, you know, I live there. I know, I know the town. I, 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 you know, I walk the streets. I, I go to the grocery store. I go to Pure Bean. <laughs> I believe that it's time for a, a on fire church to raise up in box Elder. So this, these are just things that I believe that, you know, I want us to be praying some powerful prayers and leaning into the things that God is leaning uh, us into for this year. So I wanted to give you those to be able to pray with us um, as we go into this year. Isn't, isn't God good? I mean, it just is exciting when he speaks and, and uh, you know, responds. Um, so let's just close out this time this morning. Father, I pray for a church Full of Jesus followers, bold and courageous and powerful of faith. This isn't for show, but I just want to ask, between now and when we see each other next week, because you want to be here next week. (laughs) Between now and that time, I'm just curious as to how many of you will pray this prayer daily. Just put a thing on your phone uh, you know, before you walk out of your apartment or your house. I don't want anyone to respond this morning because you feel like you, you need to impress anybody or uh, you know, don't respond out of guilt, but respond out of passion that you want God to make you bold. Would you just raise your hands if you will pray that with me and just make that something that you wanna do for the next seven days, that's all. Let's just see what God will do. So thank you, God, for a church that is ready to be bold in their faith. God, over the next few days and over even the remainder of our lives, we pray for a spirit of boldness that Holy Spirit you would fill and you would empower us to be bold. God, you know, appropriately and lovingly and full of grace to stand up for your name and for your renown. God, I thank you that over, uh, you know, this next week, we will see time and time again when you prompt us, God, empowered by your Holy Spirit, we will represent and carry the glory and the goodness of your Son, Father. God, make us bold. In your mighty name, we pray. Amen.